This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello, and welcome back to the UF Podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? What's going on? Give me the haps. Um, Things are good. It was my birthday yesterday. Um, Happy birthday. The greatest day of the oh, year. Yes, the best day of the year. Um. <laughs> So that was fun. Um, and Mike uh, pulled through this year after last how year's was the card? He was Yeah. How how did the card go? The card was great. He did a he did a great job with the card. He got me flowers. He got me an Apple watch. We went to dinner. It was lovely. Ooh. Where did yes. we go to dinner? Do we want to plug it? Was it good? We went to Carbone. Um, I saw that and I was going to respond. And I didn't want to be that annoying person being like, get this, get that. What did you get? Okay. We Okay. I have to tell you that I accidentally got blackout drunk last night and I was so <laughs> hungover this morning. You know, when you're like, you're like hungover and you're like, this is so unnecessary. Like I yes. literally just went to dinner. I have no idea why I'm like, my head is throbbing. I, I um, think there's an age. I think there's an age where you're like, this is inefficient. This yes. hangover is it that the the amount of fun I had from the drunk exactly is not equaling the amount of hangover I have like I they the numbers are I'm doing the math think, it doesn't yeah. right it totally I was like it's not even like I had a birthday party last night like I just <laughs> yeah. we just went to well we had a drink in our apartment then we got a drink before dinner and then I guess I had two drinks at dinner and I was blackout and completely hungover like at 4 a.m. drinking like martinis what was the what was the drink I had two martinis That'll a vodka soda and a glass mm. of wine yeah 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 <laughs> you know the, the, it's the martinis because yeah. you're drinking glass of vodka flavored <laughs> glass of vodka yeah yes. I could I have drank a bottle of vodka from martinis. Yeah. Like I've like done the math. Very, on that. very yeah. strong. Um, but it was good. It was like nice. It was for me. Also, it's just like it's nice. I love to see him try. Yes. <laughs> you were excited by the effort that was put in. Totally. For a that great was a birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it was it was fun. It was a good. Uh, it was nice. How so you? we're hung over today. Yeah. That's a great. I mean. But it, listen, you had a good birthday. That's fun. You got an Apple Watch. Love an Apple Watch. I got one myself. Um, oh, wow. Happy twinsies. birthday. Yeah, twinsies. Uh, happy birthday. I Thank sent you. a text. You didn't really put out that much birthday content. Well, during so the, I was like. <laughs> during I was the day, like, I was kind of hanging out alone. So I was like, okay. not. <laughs> he was working. Mike was working. So I was just like yeah. me. But we had off at Betches for Rosh Hashanah. So I was just kind of like walking around like, sure you know what i mean like there wasn't much you can't to you can't go on instagram stories singing happy it's birthday my birth- to me right. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i i i because then i saw the post and i was like oh shit the best day of the year so i i sent you a text saying happy birthday but i hope yeah, that, it was a good day that was i put that post up just for you so that you would wish <laughs> yeah. me a happy birthday <laughs> well i i it, it is funny like you know 
I'm like, if if you're not on social media with your birthday, then you can't get mad at people for the non. What is it supposed to be in your calendar? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, my grandma. Uh, So, so that's great. I'm I'm okay. I'm in Boca right now. I can tell from Um, the chair color. You could tell I got the I got the pistachio color chair um, and I'm here, you know, fighting with my parents about how much I eat. So all is fun. And uh, did you have a Rosh Hashanah meal. We went like we were went, you at a place. We went like? to their club for Rosh Hashanah oh, and okay. my parents take in all comers. Anyone that needs a place to go. They're very big on. They'll invite everyone. So you're at this. Well, like, I know my Mike and I will be next year. Then you're invited. <laughs> I, my, my, my parents would be, they, if my mom hears like if someone's like, yeah, Rosh Hashanah, I'm not sure you're coming over. You cut, you know, it becomes a thing. Oh, so that's so sweet. We had this cast of characters with zero connection to one another. That's always fun to <laughs> interact right. with. And it was fun. It was really nice. And, you know, it, we're at a buffet and I'm fucking with everyone there. And it was nice. I, I, I like Rosh Hashanah um, Jewish Thanksgiving to me. I think we need to rebrand it. If we rebrand it Jewish as Jewish things. Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, there's no fasting. It's like a it's a joyous thing. Mm. I'm into it. I watched the ball drop. It was great. Um, so, so at sundown. Yeah. At sundown. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah it was good and you know i'm traveling all around i'm like uh i have I, like uh, right now i'm good uh, i was in madison wisconsin last weekend opening for michelle wolf which was a fun time and then i came straight here for the holiday and i'm going to dc this weekend so like the hits keep coming i'm, I'm on the road which is great if you guys are in new york tomorrow tomorrow through the weekend i'm doing shows at, at, at gotham so oh yeah and i'll i'll be there yeah, on, uh, Jordana will be there. Should Special. we tell him when I'm going? What? What? <laughs> that, that show might be sold out already. So, oh, all right. Um, well, then listen, too, too late for you guys. Too late, but I'm. I think there's some tickets still available. Gotham Comedy Club, uh, September 16th through 18th. Um, I know the 16th is Yom Kippur, and that might be tough for people. But the 17th and 18th, uh, you could come. Um, we'll do a you know a Gentile show on the 16th. And then um, I'm in Vegas. I'm in Austin, Boston, Dallas, New Brunswick, Buffalo. So, and I, again, I added Toledo, Ohio, but I hope that link will be on my website by then. But that's really what's going on. I, I mean, otherwise we got you up with benefits where we're getting personal there. People have really enjoyed those episodes, right? They, they do. They love them. We get a little bit more intimate. Um, and at the end of this recording, we have, we're going to have Violet Benson from Daddy Issues on. We already recorded it with her. It's a great end of the episode. We go through some fun stuff. So you guys should definitely listen to the end. <laughs> That's right. So what are we talking about today, Jordana? Today, we are talking about how to flirt IRL. I love this. Look at that. I think this is a, this is a great one because I think flirting is way more subtle than the explanation. Like when flirting works, Mm -hmm. it sounds like it's this big outlandish thing, but flirting really starts from the most subtle of places. Does that make sense? The best way to flirt is where almost someone's like unsure if you're like flirting or not almost. Yeah. I mean, I, I've always had the belief that if I start a conversation with someone randomly 
and they don't continue it or try to continue it, then that is them saying, I am not in need of you. Totally. (laughs) And it's important to, that's the number one, I think, almost tip for flirting is to make sure that like you are self-aware of what's going on. Yeah, totally. Like I, I remember, I remember a long time ago, I was at like Barry's boot camp. And I remember I used to call it like, you you do like a comment. You just comment to the ether. So you'd make a comment. I, this is how I would flirt. Comment and, where? Oh, to the to the sky. Okay. So this is my this is my okay. Th- listen. Like when you're next to someone on the treadmill. So I am not an expert. You are not an expert. We're just two people talking out of our ass. This is how I would flirt with someone or start to flirt with someone. If I was next to them on a treadmill, and I thought they were cute, and I wanted to talk to them. I would just say something out loud. Okay. <laughs> and, that's, and if they were like, yeah, like, but directed at them a little bit. Give me so an example. Like, so we're on the treadmill next to each other and I go. Did someone just class- fart? Oh, oh, stinks like shit. Was, Was that, that you? you? <laughs> Was that you? That is a good example, <laughs> but different than how I would do it. I would be like, "Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt." Yeah, no, you're you right. You're no, but that is. <laughs> I would go. I go. This class is brutal. Like something like that. Okay. And if someone looked to me back and was like, "Oh my god, I take him all the time. He's so hard, or she's so hard, or this right. instructor's so hard." They're improving with you. I would take that as that. Okay, they're in the mix. Now yeah. we can extend this conversation. If they looked at me and go, what? <laughs> they haven't even thought of me. Or like, or just like the nod. The like, yeah, a nod right? or a what. A what to me is, is worse than the nod because they don't even realize I'm next to them. Is that is what they're saying? Right. Like they're, they're not even, because I do think people, when you're young and you're single and you're trying to meet people, your ears are perked up. You're looking to, you are right. looking to meet people. You're assessing the room. Yes, totally. Everyone's yeah. doing that. Everyone's walking into Barry's, walking into the boot camp class, walking into the group fitness class, being like, cute, not cute, not for me. I would, I wouldn't. Everyone's doing that. Or right. they're in a relationship and they're not doing that. I agree, yeah. But how would you flirt, Jordana? What was your method to your madness? I think similarly to what you said, if I'm in person, um, if I was like at a bar or something, I think I would like... I definitely was not that good at like initiating the flirting. I don't think anyone is, by the way. Let me just you think I think it is very normal to be afraid to start a conversation with someone or to be like bad at like, how do you even start this? And I think a lot of the flirting conversation never acknowledges how difficult these things are. It is yeah. normal for it to There's be There's very few people who are just like talk, yeah. know how to talk to everyone. Absolutely. I, I feel like I would like similarly to what you said, I would like say something about the bar like, mm. you know, or like it's possible to get a drink here. Something. Yeah. I don't know. You throw the bartender yeah. under the bus. immediately. Yeah. <laughs> talk shit about something around you. Yes. Or if they have an interesting clothing item on, you can mention something about that or you can ask them what time it is. Honestly, it's like, it doesn't, I think as a girl, especially like it can be pretty dumb because again, like the way to 
if a guy is like interested, he'll take what any any kind of like small lead and kind of take it from there. Yes. So if I said, what time is it? Do you have the time? And then like, do you know what I mean? If they were into it, I think they would yeah, yeah, yeah. continue the conversation. Ask me the time. This is what I would go. Here's what I would say. Do you know what time it is? Did you just fart? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No. The ice has been broken. There you go. Now we're in. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims. And with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations. So it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality. But with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form fitting and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy. They're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down. And you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble. And it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt. It's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems. And it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows let's do the email you want to do it jared and jordana love the podcast honestly love the changes i've made to my dating mindset after listening to almost every episode i'm a year out of a long-term relationship i've had a lot of time to heal and learn from podcasts like yours and read a lot of books to where I've been very happy with the single life. I haven't tried dating much. I've gone on many dates, but haven't liked anyone enough to pursue a relationship with them. I've gotten comfortable in my single ways to, to where now I found someone I'm interested in pursuing. I don't really know how to show that interest. My expression of interest needs some work. My IRL fleet flirting needs definite improvement. Backstory. I met a guy through mutual high school friends years ago, but never thought much of him as we were both in relationships when we first met. We went to the same college, but never hung out as we barely knew each other and had separate friend groups while also being in relationships. After college, I returned to the area where we were from while he moved to a big city in our state. He lived in Spain for a year for a job opportunity and just got back to the States last month. His family moved to the same city I'm currently in, and since many of his friends he once knew 
here have moved away. He reached out to me to hang out. Wow. <laughs> this is really down the mountain of needing someone to hang out with. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everyone's Boy. gone. The family's here. <laughs> Like, um, we're the only two people left on earth yeah <laughs> and so we went to the movies we've hung out a few weekends going to local bat, uh, baseball slash football games as i work for a university and it's one of the few fun things to do in here besides to do here besides go to bars we've hung out one-on-one -on -one as well as with my friends his family and with one of his friends that came to town i like him and really enjoy spending time with him he's spontaneous and funny I usually do the same things over and over, while with him, I've done many things in my city I've never heard about. Other than at these hangouts, we don't text or talk much day to day. He doesn't use social media much at all, so really my chance to show feelings are IRL. I'm not sure if he sees me as a potential romantic partner or just a friend to hang out with while he's here in the city, but the effort seems pretty mutual when it comes to hanging out. Since we don't talk much day to day, I don't know how to even bring up that I'm interested in him organically in conversation. I don't know if he's interested in pursuing anything since he he will be moving soon, or if he solely sees me as a friend. We are still getting to know each other, but he's hard to read, and I've been told I am too. My question is, how can I communicate my feelings towards him in a non-awkward manner? How do I even flirt with someone when it hasn't been a really flirty relationship to begin with? Or what kind of conversation can spark the topic of what he sees in what these hangouts mean? I know, Jared, I can't base my feelings on him by how he feels about me, but I don't even know how to tell him how I feel without it being a completely random conversation. I need help flirting or learning how to show I like him so it could come up into conversation. I'm aware I sound like such an awkward millennial who has grown up around the convenience of technology. I'm used to the window tapping kind of flirting and texting conversations to ease the awkwardness of in-person flirting. But without social media and texting day to day, I need help IRL. Love IRL learner. I think this is a great email. It's very specific, don't you think? Like specific to her situation? Like, or like her situation, I understand like the idea of like flirting is hard and, but like the idea that like this guy has nothing else he uses, but he's mutually trying to hang out. Right. And, and they aren't romantic. Like they didn't meet on an app. They, they kind of get back together through this weird circumstance of moving back and he's going somewhere soon. It's just, and I, I understand they're like, and then the emailer is basically asking, how do I find like, How out? do I make a move? Kind of, I guess. Yeah, how do I make a move without making it awkward? Well, honey, it's going to be awkward. It, right. it, I mean, you just can't live life that way. Um, but I would also say to them, in this situation, like, you kind of have to own you f how you feel about them. Like, you is know, that like, what she, she said she likes him, though, doesn't she? So she does, but I'm saying like, she's like, I think that's the only way to go as far as like, I don't know if she's going to get this. Like I touched his knee and he goes, Hey, we're just friends. Like, I don't <laughs> think that's gonna, <laughs> I right. don't think that's their story to tell you the truth. Like, and this is, that's why I mean, like, how do you see it playing out? Um, I see it play. She said that he's moving away. So I, I would see, I would assume that he's being a little bit precious with his, like, like with what he gets into. Okay. So I would, I would say, I see the only way this playing out is her saying, "Hey, I have had a really t fun time hanging out with you." I actually, there's two ways to go. She can ask about his dating life. That's a good idea. Or I liked you said this also on like one of um, 
you said this on, on I think one of your Q and A's where it was like, ask them to do something that no one wants to do. Someone got really <laughs> mad. I did that on the, I thought that was I, a great I, advice, right? I, 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 <laughs> I'll explain it a little more, but I did that on you up. We did a question box on Sunday and there was similar to the situation. I have this guy friend and we're all friends and I don't know if he likes me or not. And I was like, and I said, ask him to do something that like literally no one would want to do unless they liked you. And right. it, I don't know what the scenario that I said or what the idea was like, Hey, want to drive me to the airport? Like anyone who would drive me to the right. airport has to like you, you know, like, cause they wouldn't, someone wrote back. They were totally. angry at that advice. Why? I, think I don't know. I, I think it's great advice because it's like if you like someone, you just want to hang with them and you're like excited that they asked you to hang. You're not like totally like and that's a good I mean, but also it's kind of like if they say no to that, it doesn't mean that they don't like you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was kind of a joking. But I, I, right. I do think that like the fact that she says like he makes time for me in the same way I'm making time for him. That's very mm -hmm. important. Like he does enjoy time with you. But I think if you're if you're hanging out with someone and not talking about their dating life you're actively avoiding that subject. Don't you think Jordana? Um, yeah, I would say, especially after like a few hangouts with like a friend, you would figure you would, that would come out up in some way, even if they were just a friend. Yeah. And if they, and if it doesn't, you're like, then what's, why are we avoiding this topic? Is it because I like you? Yes. <laughs> you right. know, like, so I, I think that's like kind of a side door into this conversation. That's a great a side, a side door into flirting is to talk yeah. about who you're flirting with. What do you mean? So a side door into like flirting with someone is to talk about who they're flirting with. So, so what, do you get them on the what do you mean so, who they're flirting with? Hey, what's your dating life like? Are you seeing anybody? Have you been on dates? So you're asking them who they are hypothetically okay. flirting with. Oh, I see. So, okay. And, and if they say nobody and then they ask you, what are you doing? It's like, I'm not really seeing anybody, but... I've really enjoyed us hanging out. I don't know why we wouldn't go on a date. Like, right. it, I, I mean, know, that's like you, a scary thing to say, but yeah, I think that's, it's a bridge yeah. into the conversation. It gets the conversation. I think talking about dating lives with someone can lead with someone that you're not sh sure where they stand can lead to a sexier conversation is my point. Right? No, I agree. And I think that like, it's kind of like, it's, it's interesting because like, I think to hang out platonically for a while, can sometimes like take away from like the idea that it could be romantic. Do you know what mm. I mean? But Logan Yuri talks about this in her book too, about like kind of like also a segue into like a romantic vibe is like going somewhere that's actually kind of romantic. So like you might have an easier time talking about that in like, not like the bleachers of a sports <laughs> game, but like if you went to, if you were like, Oh, do you want to go to dinner? And then like, you know, you could bring it up that and see if it kind of naturally evolved that way. But yours yeah, is more kinda, direct and it's more like getting to the point. Yeah, it's kind of hard to be like, so how's your dating life when you're pass me the chewing tobacco while you're at the right. baseball game? Um, but I, I, I don't know. I think like if you get on the subject of dating, it's hard to avoid. What is this? You know, right. If you're like two people who could, so, could if you're both single and you're talking about it i feel like there it definitely could it would be it would be like an elephant in the room to not like mention the fact that you're two people who are i assume are straight and of the opposite sex and like hanging out a lot so, together 
So we're just two single people talking about dating, interested in nobody else, doing <laughs> nothing. Like it's just like not how it works. And right. but then the other mode and the other like even more direct thing, and I I am actually more comfortable doing this, would be like, hey, I've enjoyed hanging out with you. Um, I'm not sure what you're dating and you're looking for dating wise, but I'd love to go on a date if you're up for that. Yeah. And you call it a date. Instead of like, and then it's like a little bit more upfront of like, right. Here's or they're like, I'm not really looking to date right now. And that's okay. your answer. That's your answer. Right. You have and, to and take, I think if you're going to, if you're going to go that route, you have to just ex accept whatever answer they give you. Like, yeah. And, and that's the reality. same. That's the same as like yelling out. This class is brutal in a Barry's class and someone looking at you going, what? You kind of have to back off. Right. You kind of have to say, okay, this is, I've, I've gotten ahead of where they are. That's what I'm saying. In yeah. That's why I think the most important thing, again, to circle back for IRL flirting is like being self-aware in the situation or being aware of like the small cues that someone, so if someone says, I really like, you know, I'm not, I'm actually not really into doing dinner or something, or I'm not really like, take the cue back off after you said your initial thing and i totally agree and like i think the hardest part about all this is this person doesn't want awkwardness but you have to take a chance there has to be like listen if i'm talking to someone in a bar and we're having a great conversation how do i go from great conversation to whatever the next step is yeah and it's like whatever that is it's taking a chance if even if it's just touching someone's knee yes and then the it's a great like, place to start the touch. I think that's a good place to me. Someone could hear that and go, you should never touch anybody. I would assume a knee touch would be a good opener for, Hey, I'm connecting with you. And that gives that other person the opportunity to go, Hey, I am seeing someone or this isn't where I saw this going. And that's an opportunity for on my end to go. I apologize. I read this wrong. Right. And I think either way, you get an answer. You get a rejection or you get what you want. Mm -hmm. And so the worst thing to do is not to try. On that note, on awkward knee touch, let's do some awkward sex. Let's do it. Okay. You ready? Yes. Hi, J&J. Proud subscriber to You Up With Benefits. Recent recipient of a dating app makeover and loyal follower of all the things. Wow. This These are is the, the best trifecta. The best accolades anyone could ever put on a resume. Absolutely. And listen, You Up With Benefits, you can find it by searching on Spotify for You Up With Benefits or in the Apple podcast app. It's right there. You can subscribe. Two extra podcasts a month. Early episodes, no ads. It's a great deal. Three bucks. This week's Sunday special reminded me of the metric my bestie and I run every situation through, which we call stupid or lying. Somehow it's 100% applicable in every situation. But I was also open to share an awkward sex mishap I had recently. A former, much younger friends with benefits I hadn't hooked up with in quite a while, over a year, DM me a request for a bit of a burn... For a bit of bur okay, I have to read this again. <laughs> Tongue twister. <laughs> I mean, I've never heard of it said this way. <laughs> a former, much younger friends with benefits I hadn't hooked up with in quite a while, 
over a year. DM me a request for a bit of birthday head. Just a bit. <laughs> just a, a just a, bit. Just a tad of birthday head. Just a scotch. How do you craft that text? Hello, dear dear lady. I'd like a bit of birthday head. Did you, this is my birthday. Yeah. Did you tell Mike? You were like, Mike, just a bit of birthday head. I would, two servings. That's it. <laughs> I agreed to meet up because, one, his absolute top-notch dick. I feel like this, it's funny. I feel, I feel like I was reading this as if the person had like a British accent. Like a bit of birthday I, head, top-notch. Okay. <laughs> Let me, it is your birthday. I'll give you the gift that you want, Jordana. Let's hear it. A former, much younger, friends with benefits <gasps> I hadn't hooked up with in quite a while, over a year, DM'd me a request for a bit of birthday head. I agreed to meet up because his absolute top-notch dick <laughs> and two... The guy I'm currently casual with doesn't really like Ed. My educated guess is that it makes him come too quickly. But who knows for sure? <laughs> Anywho, I met up with the birthday boy for some car head, which turned into car sex. Obvi, because that dick. After about 10 minutes of very hot... Literally, it was about 90 degrees <laughs> and sweaty from behind action. Okay, let me step out for a second. You're doing it from behind in a car? Also, like, turn the car on and put the air conditioning on. Yeah. You're in, like, hotboxing your own <laughs> car? Yeah. He pulls out and before I could even turn around, was throwing up all out the car door. Like a lot and loud. Did I mention we were in a cute little quiet neighborhood full of rich elderly folks in broad daylight? Are they in your, are they in your parents' house? Let me look out the window. Are they in Boca? Yeah. Of course, I scooped my shorts up and jumped in the front seat as he finished up. Apologized and explained how he had drank too much the night before at his birthday bash. Then he tried to kiss me goodbye. Ick. <laughs> and, has, and has been messaging nonstop for a do-over. I'm taking a hard pass and have decided to retire from car shenanigans completely after this messy sort of hookup. Signed with love, retired from Roadhead. <laughs> retired from Roadhead. <laughs> What do you, so I, okay, I got caught away with the, with the dramatic reading. So he's doing her from behind in the car and he starts puking out the window. Is that the story? I think so. The, the heat kind of, probably let him there. From his birthday. The yeah. Why 90 degrees? I mean, that just seems like an odd choice. Um, it's funny though, that he has hungover as he was, he still texted about like, that was his first thought when he woke up hungover. <laughs> But instead of you normally you would get yourself like a like a bacon egg and cheese not like yeah you know you're not texting for birthday head <laughs> yeah it's a weird it's a weird move hey i was just thinking it is my birthday right. like like i'm not feeling great but uh but the the way the email or language the email I, I it sounds like they're down i mean when you call it top notch dick 
Yeah. I mean, she's definitely down yeah. into it. <laughs> this is... um, what would you call this? I'd call it hangover head. Hangover head. I like that. What would you call it? Um, I would call it the Toyota cam. Uh, no, I had what would I... <laughs> hangover Honda head. Hangover Honda head. That's good. Maddie had birthday bar car sick from car sex. I mean, I would call this motion sickness. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah. I mean, red flag or deal breaker. I, the biggest um, deal, like the biggest, it's his deal car. Breaker, <laughs> is, <laughs> this is my, the vomit is very it's hard. It's hard stench to get out of a car. Yeah. If it's so, his car, he the, it's he a red flag. Out the window. Okay. Well, it's on. So did it, I'm assuming it got on the side of the car then. It would have had to have. Yeah. Um, I would say first time deal breaker. If this is like a consistent thing, I'll I'll let it slide. Everyone's got their day. Here's where the deal breaker comes in for me. Okay. It's someone that you're like, it's a friends with benefits. You hadn't hooked up in a while. It's been over a year. This is like the universe telling you, you two needs to end this. It's time to grow yeah. up. Like if, if, if I hadn't seen this person for a year and they're like, hey, it's my birthday. Can you give me some birthday head? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, is this where I am in my life? Right? Yeah, it makes you I, like the kind of hookup that makes you reevaluate everything you're doing. Exactly. In I'm, yeah. I'm in a car going down on a woman in heat on their birthday. And she's like throwing up and she's puking out the window like Jared. It's time to right. It's time to figure shit out. You're kind of like if I if I was like narrating your life, if someone was narrating your life, like would this be like the highlight of like the story? Like this would be like this. This would be like the before the good thing happens to change you into the better man. Yeah, this is the beginning of the movie where they show how shitty my life has gotten. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like me, it, it would be a scene where my head is coming up from a woman's vagina, and then mm. she turns out a window and goes, <laughs> and you're "Like, yeah, this is where Jared is." And I feel like, have you had that hookup before? The hookup that makes you reevaluate your whole life? Oh, absolutely. Where you're like, I can't believe, and it's not about that person. Yeah, no, person. It's about the situation. Yeah, totally. You're like, this is what I've gone through to get to this point. Yeah. And then yeah, you're like, I, I got to, you know, that's really funny. So it's, <laughs> that's yeah, it. it's it's sad because like that person doesn't know that the life right. reevaluation hookup, the hookup came after. Yeah. <laughs> that made right. you think everything through. Like I realized I got to go back to school. <laughs> yeah, I my life together. <laughs> I gotta change. Something's gotta change. It's like that yeah. scene in uh, Bridesmaids where she's in bed with. Oh um, yeah, yeah. And she's John Ham. John Ham, and and you're like that whole scene. She's kind of doing that, like ah, something's, and she's climbing. That's the it, fence right? And that's where the movie starts. Yeah, yeah, that's where the movie starts. Yeah, and then you know, at the end, she's no longer doing that. So exactly, this could be you. We wish that for this emailer. Uh, yes. UUP at Betches.com. Keep sending your awkward sex.
There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love. For sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Jordana, you want to do uh, another email? Let's do it. All right. Dear Jared and Jordana, thank you for all that you do. You got me through a hard breakup a couple of years ago, and I truly can't thank you enough. You're welkies. You're welcome. I have a bit of a conundrum. I'm working on trying to be more, more vulnerable and be more open about myself and my insecurities with my significant other. My main issues have been related to body issues slash history of eating disorder. Fortunately, the eating disorder has been addressed through therapy, but I still struggle with body issues as many of us do in differing degrees. Of course, to the outside world, I try to act confident and comfortable in my own skin since it really seems like confidence is an attractive quality in a partner. But then there are times when I find myself finding excuses to avoid the pool or the beach because it's hard to feign confidence in a bathing suit. How do I balance being vulnerable slash discuss my insecurities while also trying not to shine a gigantic spotlight on my own flaws or come across as extremely insecure? For reference, I'm 33-year-old female, and I've been dating a 31-year-old male for five months now. Again, thank you for all that you do. Is confidence key? Yeah, I mean, 
This is a tough one. I, I go through this myself. I'm, I'm on this week's Diet Starts Tomorrow podcast. Can't talking wait. about Yeah, talking about this subject. This comes up. Um, and I can't tell you how to be more confident. I can't tell myself how to be more confident. You know, like there's... But what I can say is I, I think like communicating it to whoever you're seeing that it is a struggle for you is a good thing. Like, yeah. And, and especially, and I, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, I think like you have to communicate it. And I think that like to communicate it, to do it like with intention is a lot better than like letting, because if you don't communicate it with intention, then it comes out weird. And that's with any insecurity. Like it comes out like when Explain you're drunk that. or I think I've, and I've talked about this sort of on like, on you know, benefits, my own thing where it's like, if I have an insecurity where like, about something, let's say I have like a, I'm, let's say if I'm her and I, you know, I have insecurity about like my weight or, um, you know, I'm str- I've struggled with an eating disorder in the past and I don't say anything. Um, but then let's say I'm, I, the, the person not knowing that I've struggled with any of this stuff says a comment that to most people might, they might just let kind of like go or, but to mm. me, it's, tr- it's now triggered something in me and I'm going to get like irrationally really mad, especially if I'm drinking, but even if I'm not probably I'm going to get like very defensive, very angry. And the person's not going to have any idea where that's coming from. So they're just going to see like this, this sort of like the way that it's shown itself because you haven't addressed it first. So it comes up in a heated way. That's not like ra- as rational as it could be. Whereas if like the person was like, Oh, do you want to go to the beach? And then you were like, I like to me, the better way to do it would be like if it came up in any sort of way, again, like in a in a benign way that where the person said, like, do you want to go to the beach? Do you want to go to the pool? And then you could say, you know, I, I would I'd be happy to go to the beach just so you know, like I've I kind of have like a you know this reaction sometimes or I feel like kind of insecure sometimes at the beach because I've kind of struggled with like eating in my body image for my whole life. And it's like something I'm you know, I feel a little insecure about, but like I'm working on it and I go to a therapist and like, um, you know, try to figure that out. But yeah, if if I'm a little weird about like doing this kind of thing, just know that's where that comes from. I I can give you a real life scenario myself. I was, you know, invited to some event where it was like, it was because I, you know, they got in touch with me because of, you know, Instagram or something like that. And they were like, come to this event and it's a black tie event with, Uh, dancing and food and you're an invited guest and I invited someone to go with me and as we got closer I was like getting so nervous I was like I don't want to put a tux on I was like that's all I could think about I was like I don't want to put a tux on that's all I could think about and I was getting so anxious about it that I ended up like canceling on the whole thing giving no reason just I can't do it I had a show come up like I almost created a scenario where I was bailing on something that I was would have been excited to do with that other person. And instead of being like, and I, you know, looking back, I'm like, I wish I had just been like, listen, I, I don't want to put on, you know, like this is the real reason. Right. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. and that would almost get it, them to know me more than it did. Totally. And like, I get like, it's very hard. It's very hard to do that, to be like, I mean, I didn't do that. I, it's incredibly hard. Yeah. I mean, to just be like, I know this is irrational and like you might not get it and like might judge me for it. But like, this is how I feel. 
And I think, but I think that anything that you tell someone, as long as they feel like it's something that you are self-aware and recognizing about yourself is so much easier to like, you know, to internalize and and deal with and like, and like be okay with, because everyone has their own baggage. Everyone has something that they're insecure about. Everyone has. And for me, that was like, from, that was like a fear of rejection. So like anything that was said that was sort of like benign, but to me, I would take it as oh, like, oh, you're not coming. Like, you don't want to hang out tonight. Like, fuck you. Do you know what I mean? Like it has like, um, you just kind of like amplify. If the person isn't given any context, you just seem, it makes you seem like one, you're not owning your own insecurities or vulnerabilities. And two, that you're not like dealing with them. And three, they're just like, you just seem crazy. Yeah, and and a big part, and it, it's so true. And it, we are both of us in that scenario. We're probably thinking they're gonna hear that and be like, and run away. But <laughs> that's not why they run away. They were thinking to run away anyways. They just, it, 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 that isn't the deal breaker, right? The, if they do reality. like you, if they actually did like they work you, with it, yeah, they'll work with it because everyone, there's no one who doesn't have something that they are irrationally kind of like triggered by or that makes them feel worse than it would make, let's say, the average person feel. Totally. And that's where this emailer is coming in. They write, for reference, I'm 33-year-old female and I've been dating a 31-year-old male for five months now. Five months is like when shit becomes vulnerable. Like, Yeah, if you wanted to get deep. If you wanted to get deep. So I understand their fear is like, uh, you know, I've, 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 I, for five months they could avoid it. For five months they could be like, ah, let's do dinner tonight instead of the beach, and right. let's do. And then you get to five months and they're like, why do we keep going to dinner and no beach? You know, like you know, like the jig is up at a certain point, right. and it, it it becomes you either get to know them more, they get to know you more, or they don't. And so I understand where they're like, they're at the point that everyone gets to. Like it's and and it's everyone's totally. insecurities. It's all that. Right. And the most important thing, again, is to not like is the goal isn't to have nothing that you're insecure or have to be vulnerable about. The goal is to just be able to, like, express it in a way that's like calm and rational and like self-aware, I think, yeah. instead of just letting it kind of like sit there and maybe build up and then it like releases in a way that you don't like or that kind of like isn't your best. Yeah. Look. A, a literal like um, personality fart <laughs> just comes out, <laughs> just shoots out of you. Exactly. <laughs> Do the colonoscopy. That's Do right. The let's, let's go. Let's look inside. Let's take the camera. Let's look around. Let's make sure we know what it is. Yeah, exactly. So that would be my advice is to like, you don't have to just bring it up out of nowhere, but the next time maybe something like you have an opening to talk about this sort of thing or something, or when you're feeling a little bit off about something, not the time that you're like overwhelmed with it, but the time that you're like, this might be a good opportunity just to let them know that like, this is something I'm a little sensitive about. Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm someone, you know, I've, I don't know how good of a move this is, but I, you know, I make jokes about things that I'm uncomfortable about. And it's like, you know, anyone who follows this podcast or me in general knows I make fun of like binge eating and body issues a lot. So if you can find, you know, if you work that into a conversation that can help too, because at least they know like that's something I joke about because it's on my mind. I don't know. Right. No, I, I, I agree. So if, if you're dating a stand-up comedian, 
look for the things that they, you know, that they're the bits in there. Yeah. Just look for the show. tweets that they post on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> so listen, I think uh, let's play some games with Violet Benson, right? Yeah. We'll be right back with Violet. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. And we are back to play some games and introduce our very special guest. Please welcome Violet Benson. You might know her from her wildly popular Daddy Issues Instagram or her own podcast, which I'm so excited because we're going to be on it as well. Violet Benson, welcome. (laughs) Nice to meet you. You guys are like this. Um, We want to welcome. We're so excited. This is one of our favorite guests. It is um, (laughs) Violet Benson. Benson. Benson, our favorite guest ever. Welcome. Uh, she has a podcast. We're gonna be we're gonna be on it. We know it. We know it. We're Nobody said favorite. You heard differently. Yeah, we, said. we didn't say favorite. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm conceited, so well, that's okay. Well, Violet, we're excited to have you back. One of our favorite guests, not the favorite, but one not of, the absolute uh, favorite. But she's you know she's up there. How are you? What's going on in your life? What's what's been going on? Um, nothing. Actually, when we get off of this podcast recording, um, my shop launches. I'm really excited for that. Um, I haven't had my shop. I had a, you got, I mean, Betches has a shop. I haven't had a shop for like two years and now it's back and I'm really excited for it. So that's one thing that's happening today. Amazing. Are you wearing, is the sweatshirt you're wearing now that says daddy issues something in the shop, I would assume. Yeah. I, I didn't actually do this on purpose. I just like all my clothes are in the laundry. So I had nothing else to wear except what I just had for my event. So I'm just wearing this. Who doesn't want to wear a daddy issues sweatshirt home for Thanksgiving this year? Who doesn't? Everyone should want that. My dad wears one. Yeah. To would, work, you reckon, yeah. would you recommend wearing one on a date? Uh, maybe not the first date. Like, uh, like the third date. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, guys always say they love girls with daddy issues, but I don't even know what that means. 
Do you think that's true, Jared? Do guys like girls with daddy issues? I don't think so. I don't. I, <laughs> I the whole Sick. like labeling of people with daddy issues, like it just seems like it's something that people sound like they know what they're talking about when they don't. Like you know, it's like when you give someone a label like that, you just I think someone sounds stupider than they than they are. You know what I mean? Exactly. Can you make can you make something that says mommy issues? Because I I would wear that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but my dad and I are fine. It's my mom. I have a problem with. Really? (laughs) I love my mom. I can't relate. (laughs) Violet, are you seeing anybody right now? Um, no, I am as single as they come right now. What was with the long exhale that came before that? You you seemed to think for a second. You were like, I'm. That wasn't a single as they come type of exhale. No, I I think it's like the side, the as in I'm just exhausted. I've given up. I don't care. So I just don't want I don't want to date. I've given up. I'm like, I don't care. You guys just do like whatever a, you want to do. I'm is it like a post pandemic fatigue kind of situation? Like how is how is has the pandemic changed your dating outlook or anything? Or is it just well generally? Well, A. I'm not going to lie. I've been one of those people that sometimes like in the beginning of the pandemic, I was like jealous of of like some of my exes that were dating people during the pandemic. I'm like, oh, they're so lucky. They're going to end up together because it's like there's nothing else going on. So they're mm. just going to end up like just having sex with each other because that's like the most fun you can have during a pandemic. And then my friends were like, yeah, but like you don't want to be with someone just because you're convenient in the moment. And I was like, yeah, you're right. But um, the pandemic definitely made me more antisocial for sure. I was already so antisocial. And the pandemic as a kind of an introvert some, a lot of the time and like made me isolate myself even more. I think I could speak for a lot of people that were in relationships during the pandemic. I don't know if that, you know, that <laughs> sexual awakening was really going on for a lot of those couples. Yeah. I think that's like from the outside looking in, you're like two people, penis, vagina, they're fucking. But that's, uh, yeah. you know, I don't think that's what was happening for a lot of the couples that were kind of, you know, pushed together even more because of the circumstances. Well, I think in the beginning, people were probably like, oh, let's couple up. This is going to last for like a couple of months. And then it was like going on and on and on. The person was going to be like, fuck, I have to wake up next to you every single day. You're so annoying. Well, especially. And you're also here all day. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So then I was a little less jealous. (laughs) What are you exhausted about dating about? Like what exhausts you the most? Because I'm looking at your Instagram right now, Violet. And I would imagine you get some exhausting people DMing you. Look, I'm going to be honest. My there's no shortage of penis. That's the truth. But there's also no imagine. shortage of vagina. There's also no shortage of vagina. At this point, I feel like with app, with dating apps and even Instagram being its own dating app, people swipe right and left like nonstop. And I think people one issue is that people give up on each other really fast because mm. there's someone like around the corner. But for me, I'm like, I don't have shortage of suitors like that's not my issue. It's for me at this point as I'm looking, I'm constantly growing as a person. That's what I've been doing during this whole time during the pandemic. So it's kind of like me working on myself so much and then trying to not repeat patterns of dating the same person over and over again in just different bodies. Well, that's kind of my point is that I don't think you have a problem with suitors. I'm thinking you have the problem is with the type of suitor you're getting. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the hardest thing because it's like, I feel like when you you date a certain kind of person and it's like comfortable and that's like sort of what you're attracted to. So it's almost like 
trying to teach yourself to be attracted to someone who's like healthier. Is that like kind of what you're talking about? (laughs) Yeah. It's hard though. Sometimes I think like healthy people are so boring. That's the problem. Nobody's attracted to kale. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's like the whole, I mean, that's sort of the whole like attachment theory saying, I think also it's like, you're kind of attracted to someone who you get this like exciting feeling about. And like, sometimes the exciting feeling is like, Oh, are you going to like text me consistently? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, sometimes a lot of times uh, people think, Oh, I'm dating the shittiest people, but we don't realize that you're a mirror of who you date. So that means that if I'm emotionally unavailable, I'm most likely attracting partners that are also emotionally unavailable because it's just, it's familiar and it's easier. And when we try to fix our partners, we're actually trying to fix things that we don't like about ourselves that we also want to fix about ourselves. Yeah. There's two, there's two lead roles in this movie. You know, like it's not, it's not just the other person you're in every, every scene with them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just over dating. It's just not for me. What's the, I mean, what's the last date you went on? I don't think I've even gone on a date date, like in, in a minute. I think it's more like we go in like a group setting somewhere together. I don't like, to be honest, sometimes I'm so oblivious when I'm dating someone that I don't even know we're dating. And then it's like we're on the third date and they mentioned that we're dating. And I'll be like, this is a date. We're dating. And it like throws me off because I had no idea it was happening. Is that an L.A. thing? No, it's a me. It's a oh, me so thing. You think. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like so wrapped up at work at this point and like growing myself as a person that I sometimes just don't really notice anything like like I forget even the work part. All of my exes have cheated on me because when I dated every single one of my boyfriends, I just, whenever I date anyone, I just assume right away I'm the only person they're talking to because I'm just so great. Like, why would they even look at anyone else? So I've literally been cheated on and I was like oblivious when I found out because I was like, what? You've been cheated on in like a relationship that you said that you were monogamous in or is it kind of like you thought you were monogamous um, and they didn't? I mean, I mean, you just, said you, you just All said you didn't even know if you were on a date date with them on date three. So how... <laughs> No, with my boyfriends, we were together for a long okay. time, each one of them. And like, I was just, would be so oblivious if they were cheating on me. But the the guys that I date like here and there, like the minute we start talking, I just assume I'm the only person, which is good confidence wise, because you don't stress out as much about other people who they're talking to. But once I go down that rabbit hole, like then it's just done. I mean, what how did you catch the la- like the guy cheating like was it a walk in the room and you see them cheating or is it a phone thing my exes yeah um one ex he told me then another ex um he accidentally left his laptop on and i just were like and his like facebook was on cuz it was like we were much younger and then the last ex um people sometimes tell me we were on and off for like 7 years so people would like tell me and then i'd be like I don't think so. And then I feel like he, he, then he would also prank me that he was cheating on me, which was so sick because he was actually cheating on me because he wanted to see my reaction. My reactions would always be like, um, okay, I need to process this and think about it. And they'd be like, just kidding. It's a prank. I'd be like, okay. Oh I feel like God. he, 
Oh in a weird way, he terrible. wanted. Is he seventeen? Is he Ashton Kutcher? What not, the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I think in a weird way, it was like because when people when people cheat on you, it has less to do with you and more to do with them. So I think like it was his way to see if I care, which is so sick. But like that's why he would prank me to see if right. he wanted me to care, and I just didn't show those reactions. It's not my fault he cheated, obviously. But and then years later, um, I finally asked. We were like a break for like a year. I had a different boyfriend, and then when we started talking again, I was like did you ever cheat on me and I was making jokes and he was like yeah yeah I did and I was like wait what and then I started to go through like all these scenarios that I remember that I was like was he cheating on me then and then he'd be like yeah and he was like answering yes to every single one I was like wait even that time you threw a party at your house and I took a nap in your room you cheat on me then other room I was in the same house and he was like yeah and he goes babe you see this is why I don't like telling you because look how much it hurts you and I was like if you thought it was gonna hurt me why do you you could have just not done it right <laughs> like well I think you made a really interesting point before when you're like these people like it's not person it's not like because I think you could look at that situation and say like I'm a person that everyone always cheats on and oh, that's no. like right or you could look at it the way you're looking at it which is like I seem to be dating a lot of the, these people who tend to be cheating on people. And it's more like an issue with your, your choices than an issue with you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what's the yeah. common thread? Like what am I attracted to that also comes with these other behaviors that I, I don't, don't think, really like? I don't think any of the current people I've dated have like cheated on me, but also we were never, well, actually, I don't know. Maybe. I would imagine it'd be pretty hard to cheat on you just with like your huge following. Like, um, even with yeah. with me, like I'm it's it's funny because like Mike went on a bachelor par party. Mike's my fiance, like uh, a year of us into dating and someone had rec recognized him as someone that was dating me like then. And I'm like and he told me and I'm like, yeah, I've got eyes everywhere. <laughs> like, you never know who could be you a never fan know who's watching. And you have like millions of Instagram followers. So I just feel like it would be so hard to cheat on you. Someone would recognize the person you were dating as the person you were dating yeah. and be like, well, I keep it a Get secret when you. I date someone. I don't tell anyone when I date them. Oh, okay. well, that's the issue. You've got to you've got to put them. you got to like show them almost like a wanted poster. Like yeah. you show them you, <laughs> front and center so that if anyone else sees them doing anything sketch, you've got, you know, you've got eyes everywhere. It's so bad. But like I sometimes I almost like rather not know. Than like actually know. Well, I mean, that's probably why you're keeping the relationship a secret. It adds consequences on it. Maybe it makes it so someone wouldn't like get more serious because they're like people are going to be watching this that I mean that's an understandable thing yeah I don't know I just feel like I've been doing a lot of self I, I feel like I'm so boring when it comes to dating right now well no I mean technically I probably date someone like new every other week without realizing every but... other week <laughs> yeah, no, you, you went from I'm the most single so person that's ever lived <laughs> to I mean, I'm like dating talking <laughs> like talking to, to guys or whatever okay. but like I'm just so focused on self-growth and like me seeing the constant same patterns that I have every time I date someone where like sometimes I think I get sometimes I don't realize I think I've worked so much on myself and then I date someone and the smallest thing just like inside makes me suddenly feel insecure or like breaks me without even realizing like I think I'm fine but then suddenly I'm like start to get curious when they're talking to other people or like don't feel good enough about myself and things like that and it's like little things that I just don't realize are happening and it's like little things that I still haven't fully worked on myself and I don't want to date some someone again 
and get stuck in the situation that I've been over the years where like I completely lose myself in them and I don't see who they are at all. Like I don't, I, sometimes I date people and I don't even date them. I just date the idea of them because I just want to be loved so bad or want love so bad that I'm just like, oh my God, everything is like beautiful and amazing. You're like the best person ever. And like, I don't even know the fucking person. He could be the worst person ever. I'm not actually dating him. I'm dating right. my, an idea in my head. There's an element so, of wanting to win to that. Where it's like, I just want to know that I can get them and get yeah, their love. Right. You know? And I, I, that's an understandable thing, especially when you're going from, you know, social media world. That's, uh, that's a part of what makes maybe you successful. You know what produces a good reaction from people and you repost it, post it, post it, keep getting followers, it's, you know, and you translate that to love. I, I could see that. Yeah, and it's also, I think, hard to date as somebody with a following, A, on our end, because we're so used to instant gratification, mm. and that's the truth, that it's hard sometimes to date where you're not getting that instant gratification. And you're like, wait, why are you not obsessed with me? Oh, because you're a regular person trying to date me, <laughs> and it's not, you're right. not my fan. Like, oops, my bad, I got that mixed up. And then B, it's hard to date because people who date you, like, I tend to, I tend to attract like insecure suitors without realizing and, and then all I want to do is build them up. And no matter what I do, they're not, they don't feel confident. It's because I can literally, like, it's, they just get insecure about me having followers or like a male commenting on my Instagram. It doesn't matter what I say. And then they act out by like trying to do the same thing. When in reality, all I do is just like, I stay home, I play my puzzles, masturbate and go to sleep. Oh, and work. That's it. Like, I don't even put that on out. a t-shirt. <laughs> tell, me, tell me more about the puzzles. <laughs> No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so wait we're gonna we're gonna play a game we're pumped to have you here violet one of our favorite guests not our favorite but one of them um the, <laughs> the, she has an amazing podcast that everyone needs to go listen to right now it is called too tired to be crazy she's got daddy issues on instagram she's at violet benson on instagram as well let's play red flag deal breaker you ready yeah so we give a scenario it's a dating scenario everything you're doing everything you're the, about the person is great then this thing happens is it something you notice it's a red flag or is it a deal breaker you end the relationship sight on scene are you ready go okay i'm gonna okay. read the first one jordana you want me to <laughs> okay yeah go okay. for it J and J love the pod. Think you're both awesome. I recently had a red flag or deal breaker situation come up. Met a guy through Bumble. He's 38. I'm 44. First date goes well enough to proceed to a second date. During our conversation on the second date, he mentions his roommates, which had not yet been mentioned after more than one week of texting, as well as a three hour first date. No biggie. He's single and doesn't have kids. So roommates are not necessarily a red flag until he drops the following bomb. He has two roommates in a two bedroom apartment. So one person has their own room and the two guys share a room. He is one of the guys that shares a room with another guy. What the fuck? Personally, this was a deal breaker for me. When I broke things off the next day saying that we don't seem to be at similar places in our lives and I'm looking for someone who is a little more settled, he was not very accepting of my reasoning. Am I, crazy? Am I the crazy one here? Is it possible for a 38-year-old guy to not even consider that it would be a turnoff to practically everyone that he shares a bedroom <laughs> with another grown man? Would love to hear your perspective on this situation. And just so you know, they don't have a bunk bed. I asked. They each have twin-size <laughs> beds. Thanks, signed a 44-year-old single woman who is tired of this bullshit. 
Okay, here's my opinion. They're both not wrong, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I understand both sides. His side is that it's like, don't, especially with 2021, don't shame me for this is like, this is what I have, blah, blah. But it's, she's also not wrong because it's okay to have your own standards. She created her own standards that in her 40s, she wants someone as stable as her. And she's not wrong for asking for that. If she has a stable job, if she pays for her own rent, she has her own apartment, it's completely okay to also want a partner that has similar um, views and similar outlooks and similar goals. So she's not wrong and he's not wrong for wanting to look for someone that's okay with what he's going through because I'm sure there's someone out there that also doesn't mind. I totally agree with that. People who share bedrooms should date other people who share bedrooms. <laughs> yeah. People should Or a sugar mama. Or he can date a sugar mama that can like, he can move into her house. Well, that, like, that would be my assumption if I was her. I'm like, you're looking for a way out of your situation that seems bad. But someone's bad situation to you could be a good situation to them. I totally understand what you're saying as far as the judgment is concerned. Would You're on a date, Violet. The guy says to you, and you're on the same situation. You go the first date, then the second date. He says, this has been so much fun. I actually live with my, my buddy in the same room, and we have single uh, twin, twin size, size beds. Are you and, I'm going on a, and I'm 38. Are you going on a third date with them? Me personally, no, but that's because for me, but let me tell you something. I would consider fucking them because everyone says broke dick is the best dick. So, cause they're, they fuck you like they're ready to move in. But would I date him? No, because I'm looking for somebody that probably makes as much as me or more. For me, that's important. No one can shame me for that because that's, cause I work for everything I have and I'm looking for someone else to be on the same level as me. In the period. same way you wouldn't judge him for being in the twin race car beds. Yeah, he shouldn't do judge you. you for wanting to be with a guy who makes as much as or if not more than you. Yeah, both of them shouldn't shame each other. And both of them should understand has nothing to do with putting each other down. They just want different things. And that's OK. But like also like no one out there who's like shouldn't go and shame the woman who's in her 40s for wanting a man w- that lives like without like that doesn't have a roommate hearing him have sex. Like, I'm sorry, but like when you're 40, I don't want that either. Well, here's my question. So you're saying we can't shame him or her. Is there anything we could shame him for? Like, where's the bar (laughs) for where we're allowed to shame him? Because to me, that's like, it's not like, oh, he doesn't, he lives in like his apartment's not nice or it's in a bad part of town. It's like you share a room with another grown man. Yeah. But I am wondering like, at what point could, at what level of like non-adulthood could we start shaming <laughs> but does he live in new york because don't you guys have like really expensive rent well i mean you guys probably are both sitting in little boxes i have like a beautiful huge house in los angeles <laughs> so how did yeah. you know <laughs> Stop shaming me, Violet. <laughs> well i i think jordana you're i think the the shame is not our responsibility i guess Right. Like, 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 I guess the, the, the shame would be the responsibility of the parent if they felt that they, their, their kid wasn't living the life that they could. Yeah. They had the ability to live. But, but we, we don't, don't know, know what we he's don't know been that situation. Through. Yeah, we don't know we the don't, situation. We right. don't know what happened to him. And to be honest, like life is hard enough. It's not our responsibility to put people down. I'm sure he feels bad about himself for like his current situation. I'm sure maybe in a year he'll be out of the situation to a better one. Or maybe it's it works for him right now. Like I just. But honestly, the the point of this game isn't to judge someone's situation, is it? It's the point is to say, I'm on a date with them. Would I? And and I think the emailer 
they wrote this. It was a deal breaker for me when I broke things off the next day saying that we don't seem to be at similar places in our lives and I'm looking for someone who's more settled. He was not accepting of my reasoning. To me, that's him judging her for her standard. He's and I don't shame think, her. And I don't think she's crazy at all no. for saying, I am looking for someone in a certain place of life. I think you could do that at any age. Yeah, he's just trying to shame her because he feels bad about himself and he like he's annoyed that it's a deal breaker for her because he wanted to like go out with her or have sex with her and he's annoyed he didn't get it in and he's like, wow, you are so judgmental. That's disgusting, blah, blah. But that's his own securities. Listen, she, yeah, she's not I, wrong. I live with six people in one bed. We sleep head to toe <laughs> from one another. Yeah. Like we're the grandparents and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So... That's, I mean, that's how I live. I would expect you know, anyone to want that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we wouldn't shame you for it. Please um, please do not shame me. This is how I live. Should, Grandpa Joe, should we do another one? <laughs> yeah, another. Okay. All right. Red flag or deal breaker? She has a squatty potty in her bathroom. I just bought a squatty potty. No shame because it's been rather life changing. And I've been debating if I should hide it the next time a man comes over for the first time or just say fuck it and be my full self. Jared. What would you think if you went to use the bathroom at a girl's house and she had a squatty potty? Love the pod and you guys give me life. So I'll give, since I was asked directly, I will say this is a green flag situation. I love it. I love that you're having your best shits. I like that (laughs) I can use it. I'll be using it. I I, I just want to see, because I don't have one. I want to see if I want to get one for myself. I like that you're owning a beautiful dump, which I am in favor of. It is a good thing. How about you guys? Wait, what, what's a squatty potty? Um, have you ever seen Shark Tank? It's basically, it's sort of like a little, it's like a plastic thing that you put your feet on to sort of like, oh. so you can sit when you're, when you're going, so, to, when you're, you're going to shit so that you can like do it more easy. Easily. My assistant so, has one. My so, assistant so, has one because she's short. Okay. Well, supposedly we, <laughs> <laughs> she's short and she shits ew um no i i i supposedly we shit wrong like you're supposed to sit at an with angle. your legs up at an angle yeah. or something and this is Wait. like the the correct way to sit so it puts you in a position to shit better is the okay you and the word that um that's so funny i've actually been thinking of buying it i had the same thought i was like would that be weird if like someone came to my house and they saw that because i was like that's so cool she has it my assistant and i was like this is lit like should i buy one and i was thinking the same thing so i'm glad you answered that question (laughs) um i bought one last week you did (laughs) i love it um the the wedding is off (laughs) the wedding (laughs) i've already trapped his ass so you know now now the real me is starting to come out i bought the squatty potty um you know i'm getting blackout drunk again no i'm just kidding um so for me i mean i would probably have the same insecurities so it's very good to know jared that it'd be a green flag if i were were to buy i just think it's i think it's an ownership it's an ownership of comfort like i i think that's like a i think what someone is that comfort like lives in their best way possible i think that is something to be commended but it's it's even relaxing to pee by the way like i've peed with that my feet on it and it's just like oh this is really violent that is disgusting i can't listen to that no (laughs) i have a line i can't listen no (laughs) well what if i'm saying do you think that like i do i do appreciate the element of like mystery in the beginning of dating Mm -hmm. so like i would if a guy if a guy was coming over i'd probably like make sure my like tampons were put away and like 
I didn't have any like embarrassing prescriptions out or anything like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I do think there's an element of like, I'm trying to, I get owning your comfort, but I also think that like, we should try a little in the first day, but I don't know if a squatty potty is like screaming anything at you. That's the thing. I don't, see, I don't it, think so. It's a little different. It's not like the squatty potty is on top of a pile of other shit that's in your bathroom. Like you're, you know, like one of those hoarders. Like it's like, right. I would assume it's placed next to the toilet or underneath in a way. And it doesn't, it doesn't scream to me. I take shits. Like it's <laughs> yeah. right. Like it screams to me like, I, yeah, it's here if you need it. You know, this, this is a luxury. Right. It's very unassuming looking. It's not yes. like. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Okay, I'll buy one. Okay, so they're going to sponsor this podcast now, right? Because we just I mean, spent, at this like, point, they should, right? <laughs> Let's do one more. Is that cool? Yeah. He says fucking between every other word as if it's an appropriate adjective to describe literally anything. Follow up. My current non-boyfriend does this and it drives me nuts and I've tried lightly mocking him to make him more aware of it slash realize that it's annoying, but I just think it goes over his head. Is this something that warrants a conversation? It's a different story when you're trying to make a point in an argument or give a rant with a little heat behind it, but I also feel like it comes off as trashy after a while of using it in normal conversation. Help, please. So it seems like she's been able to communicate this to everyone else except him, that she doesn't like what he's doing. So instead of maybe mocking him, maybe just have an adult conversation telling me you don't like it. I personally don't like when someone swears a lot either. So that would be hard for me. So for you, it would so, be a, a red flag or a deal breaker? Uh, if it continues, if it's who they are. As a, yeah, a deal breaker. Because just the thought of them meeting my foreign parents. Like, I, I can't swear. I'm literally daddy issues. And I talk about, like, masturbating. And I can't swear next to my parents. It, I get embarrassed and uncomfortable to even swear or say anything. I don't even know curse words in Russian. And I'm Russian. Mm. They never taught me. So... <laughs> Well, I mean, I, yeah, I agree. I think it would be a big turnoff if someone was just like consistently like swearing in a way that wasn't like, a, like she said, like to prove a point or to say like, it's almost like an overuse of the word. And I agree. It's, it's a little tacky sounding. I would, I would for us into it. Yeah. For me, I have, I, I have a friend that she swears a lot and she married her partner that also swears a lot and it works for them. Yeah. 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 I mean, they'll be, eating dinner alone for the rest of their lives because no one wants to be around them. I, I, <laughs> I would say... Well, they're, they're rich and famous, so I think, oh, okay. I think they're fine. Well, I, I, then they'll be alone in a big house. But I, I would say that I agree. It sounds like you're trying to be something that you want people to believe you are. Like, when comic... Like, I swear on stage sometimes, and I admit it's a crutch. Because you couldn't think of a more creative word or you're trying to convince people to your side. And it's the same thing when you hear it over and over. And I, listen, I, I don't mind when someone swears, but you could always, it's like one of those like gray areas of like, you know when it's too much. Yeah, I agree. All right. So we're aligned. Not we're into, aligned. Uh, not into the swearing. For us. For us. But for, I we feel don't, like, we don't I feel judge like now anybody. I've trained. I feel like I'm like at the point where I've trained to be so neutral. It's honestly annoying. But like, I just like that's what therapy will do to you. It's so annoying. Was for me. Like, it's like you. It's so much easier to demonize. You know, it's more yeah. fun. Literally <laughs> to demonize people for their for sharing a twin size bed as a thirty year old uh, <laughs> or a room with another man at thirty eight. Anyway, 
Thank you so much. I think you brought great perspective to our red flag or deal breaker game. Um, we loved having you and you guys should check us out on Violet's podcast, which is called too tired to be crazy. Bye. You up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico editing by Sean Kilby social media by Maddie Paul guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at you up pod on Instagram and Twitter and send us your emails to you up at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.